Welcome to the College and Career Sunday School Podcast for the First Church of the Nazarene in Highland, Indiana. These lessons are geared towards young adults between 18 and 28, but the truth taught can benefit people from every walk of life. This week, we will be studying the parable of the Good Samaritan. Many of us are familiar with the story of the Good Samaritan. It is even part of our everyday language, because if you call someone a Good Samaritan, you're giving them a compliment. Unfortunately, we can be so familiar with the story that we miss the full meaning of the lesson within. What do you think the main message of this parable is? Many would answer with, we should help those in need, or we should be kind to strangers. Although these are simple assumptions about the parable, the true message within this parable is that we all fall short of what God demands of us. He explains why our good works are not enough. Jesus shows us that the law demands more than we can ever fulfill, and if we try and follow legalistic rules, we will always fall short. Luke 10 has Jesus sending out 70 of his disciples on a final mission to preach the gospel in the cities of Galilee. He knows that not everyone will accept what they are teaching, and he tells them in verses 10 through 12, But whenever you enter a town and they do not receive you, go into its streets and say, Even the dust of your town that clings to our feet we wipe off against you. Nevertheless, know this, that the kingdom of God has come near. I tell you, it will be more bearable on that day for Sodom than for that town. Then in verses 13 to 16, he spends time rebuking three towns that they had visited recently. This angered the religious leaders who were already against him. It is here we find a lawyer, which is a religious leader, asking Jesus a question with the intent to trap or even embarrass him. Verse 25 says, And behold, a lawyer stood up to put him to the test, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Scripture says he wanted to put Jesus to the test. He was not sincere when he asked this question. It was not an honest question from a person who wanted to know more. The lawyer thought that there wouldn't be a clear answer and wanted to catch Jesus in some sort of error. He didn't want to know the answer. He wanted to catch Jesus in an error so that he could show the crowd he knew more. Although the motives of the lawyer were not good, his question is valid. It was probably on the minds of everyone who came to Jesus to learn. It was what Nicodemus wanted to know when he came to Jesus in the night in John 3. It is the same question the rich young ruler in Matthew 19 asked. This was not the first or last time this question was brought to Jesus. The Old Testament promised eternal life, and Jesus often spoke about eternal life. That is the central message of the gospel. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. We have other similar statements in John 11, 25 to 26, John 4, 14, John 5, 24, and many other places in the gospel. We must remember that most Jews would have been taught that being Jewish, with all their ceremonies and traditions, would qualify them for the eternal kingdom. But since many people came to Jesus with this question, there must have been some doubt in their hearts. Even though they had ethnic 
and religious qualifications, their conscience was telling them that they were not worthy to enter eternity with God. So Jesus responded to this question with a question in verse 26. He said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? I know, I know. We all hate when a teacher or parent responds to your question with a question. We want a simple answer, but sometimes that is not possible. Verse 26 has the lawyer quoting from Deuteronomy and Leviticus when he says, And he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. This was a good summary of the law's moral demands. This is the same answer Jesus gave in Matthew 22 when a different lawyer asked him about the greatest commandment. The lawyer gave the right answer. If we love God with all our heart and love our neighbor as ourselves, then all the other commandments will also be fulfilled. All the other commandments are just explanations of these two rules. The question we might ask here is why did Jesus respond to his question with an answer from the law instead of an answer from the gospel he was teaching? The gospel says we get to heaven through faith and not works. Isn't he saying the opposite? This man, just like us, should have known that he wasn't fulfilling the law properly. He wasn't loving God, and he definitely wasn't loving his neighbor. His response to Jesus should have been, I know I can't really satisfy the law, so what should I do then? That is not what we find in Luke 10, 29. But he, desiring to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? He still wanted to look good to those around him, even if God was disappointed in him. He didn't even want to talk about God and loving him with his whole heart. Instead, he wants to know who his neighbor really is. Jewish tradition had modified Leviticus 19.18, love your neighbor as yourself, with a new understanding of, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Jesus quoted this saying in Matthew 5.43. If a person was allowed to hate their enemy, then they could justify not showing love by saying they aren't a neighbor. Jesus could have responded to the man about his hard heart and continued teaching, but instead he took this opportunity to model love by giving a parable illustrating love. Jesus was about to show this man what love really looks like. Let's read the parable found in Luke 10, 30-35. Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among robbers, who stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a priest was going down the road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. He went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he set him on his own animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And the next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper, saying, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, I will repay you when I come back. First, let's remember that Jesus continuing to answer this man's question was an act of grace. The lawyer was not seeking knowledge because his heart yearned to know more. He wanted to debate with Jesus, 
Yet Jesus showed love in his restraint. Jesus is not telling a true story here. It is a parable. It is a story told in order to teach a lesson in an unforgettable way. There are many lessons that can be pulled from this one parable, but we're going to focus on the one central lesson. The story begins on the road from Jerusalem to Jericho. This is a real road, and visitors today can experience the road that people in Jesus' time would have walked. It was 17 miles through rough ground, and there was a 4,000-foot change in elevation between these two cities. There were even steep drop-offs instead of shoulders at some parts of the journey. Along the way are many caves and large rocks that bandits would use in order to attack travelers. In the parable, the man is traveling and is attacked by thieves. They don't just rob him, but they also beat him and strip him. They took everything he had and just left him. Although this road was treacherous, it was also well-traveled. There would have been people walking along the road and a pretty steady pace if there was a festival or other Jewish celebration. But during the colder season, travelers might have been scarce. Depending on when this happened, this man might have needed to wait a long time to be found. The first person to pass the man was a priest. He would have understood the law and what is expected when it comes to loving your neighbor or helping a stranger. Proverbs 21.13 taught him, Whoever closes his ear to the cry of the poor will himself call out and not be answered. Yet the priest saw the injured man and walked past him on the other side of the road. The Greek word used here for other side is an active verb that means the priest deliberately crossed the road. He went out of his way to not help the injured man. Let me remind listeners that Jesus is not making a judgment against priests in general. The priest represents anyone who knows the scripture and the law, yet does not help. The next person to be introduced is a Levite. All priests were also Levites. So why is this person different? Priests all were descended from Aaron, the first priest, and Moses' brother. They were also Levites, but any Levites who were not descended from Aaron helped with temple duties, just not as a priest. They could have been assistants to the priest, working in the temple behind the scenes, or even gardeners for the temple. It doesn't matter what their role, they would have been schooled in the knowledge of Hebrew scripture. When the Levite approached the injured man, he did the same thing the priest did. He passed the man on the other side of the road. He did not show compassion to the stranger in need. These men were examples of religious hypocrites. They knew all the rules of what God expected of them. They pretended to follow the rules when people were watching. But when the rubber meets the road, they chose to violate the second commandment. It would be easy to read this parable and stop here. We could say that Jesus's point was that the priest and Levite were wrong and we should not be like them. That is not Jesus's point, though. This parable has a twist when Jesus brings in the Samaritan. This man was traveling along, yet when he saw the injured man, he had compassion for him. We must assume that the victim was Jewish. It took place in Israel, and the man was leaving Jerusalem. Those listening to Jesus would not expect a Samaritan to be any help to this Jewish traveler. One reason is that most Samaritans avoided this road. They would have only been there if it was an emergency. 
Also, Jews and Samaritans disliked each other. Jews and Samaritans were hostile towards each other for centuries at this point. This road was heavily traveled by Jews because it let them avoid Samaria. It was not an easy road and was actually a longer way to get to Galilee, but it let them avoid going through Samaria. Jews believed that Samaritans were unclean, yet they are all descended from Israelites. The difference is that the Samaritans had married pagans after the northern kingdom went into exile in 722 BC. These people kept some traditions from the Old Testament, but they also mixed in pagan beliefs. This new religion wasn't Judaism, and it wasn't pagan. Neither group of people liked each other. This wasn't just Jews hating Samaritans, but the Samaritans felt the same way. So why is it we have a man who should easily pass by and leave the man on the road stopping to give assistance? No one would have thought less of him if he had passed the man by. But instead, we see in verse 33, But a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. Let's think about what Jesus is saying. A man was robbed and beaten. A priest and a Levite saw him and passed on the other side. A Samaritan saw him and had compassion. Being religious is not what is being asked of us. We see in verse 33 that the Samaritan saw him. We know that the priests and Levites also saw the man, but they didn't show him love. The story continues in verse 34. He went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he set on his own, him on his own animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him. The Samaritan did all of this on the side of the road. That means he took the supplies from what he was carrying. Most travelers would have had oil for cooking, wine for drinking, and maybe a second garment. He might have had a lot or a little, we don't know, but he didn't hesitate when he used these resources to help a man in need. After he took care of the man's immediate needs, his love wasn't finished. He put the man on his animal and took him to an inn. Once again, he didn't drop him off and let someone else take care of him. We see in verse 35, and the next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper, saying, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend I will repay when I come back. Two denarii would have been two full days of pay for most people. If we look at what room and board costs during this time, this amount of money would have paid for this man to stay in the inn for two months. These men were strangers, and the Samaritan offered to pay any additional charges when he returned. Another interesting thing about this parable is that the Samaritan didn't ask the guy what happened. He saw a man in need and helped. He didn't make sure that the man didn't do something to trigger his condition. He didn't stop and ask the man if he was his neighbor. He had compassion and acted. I know, I know, we all are thinking that this was beyond generous. We can't provide for all the needs of someone we find on the side of the road. We can't leave an open check for a stranger to get help. We may be generous at times, but these are big shoes to fill. The point of this parable is to show the high standard the law actually set. If we truly loved our neighbors as much as we love ourselves, then the Samaritan's generosity would not be the exception. In verse 36, Jesus turned the question back to the lawyer, 
Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? The lawyer gave the only possible reply, the one who showed him mercy. Jesus then tells him, you go and do likewise. We must remember that the law requires us to love like this all the time. We can't find one person in need, show them extravagant love, and then say, we're good. It must be done over and over and over again. We could never do this perfectly, but God can. God loves sinners, and he will never run out of grace and love. The Samaritan gave supplies, money, and time, but God gave his son as a perfect sacrifice for our sins. Jesus was the perfect sacrifice for our sin so that we would be saved from what we deserve, eternal damnation. What Jesus did for us is even more extravagant than what the Samaritan did for the stranger on the side of the road. He lived a perfect life and willingly gave his life to save us. If we believe in the sacrifice and accept Jesus as our Savior, then we will be clothed in righteousness, not because we deserve it, but because Jesus has already paid the price. We don't know if the lawyer was convicted after hearing this parable. Remember, he must have had ears to hear in order to understand the parable. Luke doesn't mention what happened to the lawyer next. He may have taken the lesson to show he needed to be kinder to strangers. We just don't know. It is okay to read this parable and want to show more kindness to our neighbors and strangers, but that shouldn't be our only response. It should make us want to confess to God that we are flawed and imperfect individuals and that we need his help to show love to others. It looks like the lawyer didn't turn to Jesus and repent, but what is your response to the parable? Dear Heavenly Father, you are a wonderful and gracious Father, and we are thankful for the time we have to study your word. There is so much to learn each time we study, even if it is a story or passage we've read before. Help each of us continue to dive into your word with open eyes and an open heart, so that the Spirit can reveal the truths you have saved for us. Help us show abounding love to the people you put in our lives. We can never show perfect love. But with your guiding spirit, we can move closer and closer to a Christ-like love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining our lesson today. If you liked what you heard, share it with someone in your life. And don't forget to subscribe. Then it will automatically download to your favorite device when a new episode is available. Mm -hmm.